Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. The Boston Celtics with Porzingis. And I hate losing Marcus Smart. I really do. But you got a seven foot three dude who can defend, who can also hit perimeter shots. And he's playing alongside Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Okay? And you're talking about adding him to a Horford, to a Robert Williams III that can't give you more than 40 games a season the last couple of years. This is a big deal. The Boston Celtics have elevated, as far as I'm concerned, to the favorite to win it all. The okay, favorite to the win fa- it all. I just said it and I didn't stutter. A hot take or appropriate analysis from the worldwide leader's main mouthpiece himself, Stephen A. Smith. Those words resonating throughout Celtics Nation and all of Boston sports on NBA Draft Night. The trade of Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis, leading Stephen A. to pronounce that the Celtics are once again NBA favorites. Now, we are not here today to debate that, but rather to explore an interesting theory that our Andy Hart stumbled upon during Sunday's Fitzy and Hart radio program on WEEI as we welcome you to your Monday here on Breaking Boston for June 26th, 2023. Nick Fitzy Stevens, Andy Jumbo Hart, and you getting the day set with a hot cup of Boston sports. Don't have time for an entire sports radio show. Don't worry, we got you covered. 15 to 20 minutes tops. You are informed and full of opinion on what is moving and shaking in Boston sports. Andy, yesterday, while we were power ranking the people under the most pressure in Boston sports for the 2023 year, went through, did sort of a medal stand for every team. Ultimately, we ended up all agreeing, myself, you, and producer Joe Braverman, on Joe Mazzula, Jim Montgomery, Heim Bloom and Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, being the four people, one each respectively for each team, under the most pressure for the upcoming year. And then you had a little bit of a ah moment, an epiphany, if you will, based off of what Stephen A. said, the good vibes rolling now after everyone got over their feels with Marcus Smart departing, something where you realized how Joe Missoula is like Tom Brady. Do please explain, sir. Yeah, so I think Joe Mazzulla, um last year and even more so this year after the Kristaps Porzingis trade, resides in the land of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Mm, and what? 
that's an interesting one because you're like, wait a minute, that's the greatest football player of all time, the greatest current quarterback in the National Football League, and a questionable second-year coach who some people think they've already hired his replacements, like Trevor Story behind Xander Bogarts kind of thing. Um, no, the reality is, and Stephen A. Smith said it, for this Celtics team, with or without Joe Missoula, the season doesn't begin until the Eastern Conference Finals. Just like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes lived the life of the season starts in the AFC Championship game. If you get there, okay, you had a normal season. If you win it, you had a good season. If you win the game after that game for Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, you had a great season. They give you a ring. Those two guys have done that nine times in the last two decades combined. So the difference is Tom Brady, great. Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, great. Joe Missoula. Hey. (laughs) Can you even hold their beers? (laughs) Honestly. And that's where I think this puts him under such immense pressure because you could argue that this theory, Jason Tatum is in the same world, that Jalen Brown is in the same world. Like they, their season starts in the Eastern Conference Finals. If they've, they've been, been to there. four of the previous six, then right. you should say that this is basically kind of like their the launching point or the, the, the barometer, the bar is set at Eastern Conference Finals for these guys because they are now to be judged against the success they've, they've enjoyed and earn two-thirds of their career. The difference being, everybody has anointed Jason Tatum as great. All-NBA mm-hmm. player, MVP candidate. If you've ever watched a game where Doris Burke does the color, oh. holy crap, I think she wants to have his child and his future children, like oh, generations, God. like all over. Jalen Brown has been anointed really good by his second-team All-NBA status, by his soon-to-be massive contract. Whereas Joe Missoula faces the same pressures without any kind of resume to back it up. And it only grew this offseason. Like, it was going to be similar to this anyway. Even last year, there was pressure taking over Ime Odoka. They're the favorites to win the NBA title. He gets them off to a great start. Their offense is historic. Oh, they've sort of changed philosophies under Missoula. Now they're more offense than defense, all these things. So it started a year ago. I think that's only been ramped up by the Marcus Smart trade because you take away, you know, Chris Forsberg, love you, mean it, but the teary-eyed goodbye to the heart and soul of the Celtics, the end of an era that Chris Forsberg put forth. On and Kendrick Chris Perkins, by the way, yeah, he did. And Kendrick Perkins, by the way, I noted, is also somebody who's still having a hard time shaking himself out of his feels. Yeah, I don't the get de- it. Departure of Smart. note here, I don't get it. What did Marcus Smart ever do? Like, he's a good player. I- I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's not a good player. But they care idea. about the intangibles and the emotionals, the accountability, the green hair. The, uh, the you know what it is? A lot of it is Andy uh, broadcasting from your from your South Coast retreat right now. You know you are on WEEA, Energy, Effort, and Attitude Radio, and I think they believe that he brought the mo- the majority of that and the best of it the past decade. But you know who I preach energy, effort, and attitude to? Twelve year olds, yeah. <laughs> Heck, even high school kids. But in the NBA, I'm sorry, energy, effort, and attitude is almost expected, and then putting you over the top is greatness, is winning. Like, there were people that believe they should retire number 36 for Marcus Smart, which I think is, even for the Celtics, Pack it up. Pack it up. And the Celtics retire everybody's number, basically. But I'm sorry, he had a good, solid run. I've continued to make the comparisons to Logan Mankins. Good, Mm. solid, emotional leader, player, gives you everything he has. 
And if I check, let me see, check all the hands. I don't see a ring anywhere. So he fails to measure up to his con- contemporaries because that's what it's about. It's about winning a ring. So for Damn Joe Medulla, it's the same thing. He's in that world right now of how good are you? And if you're not, because Christophs Porzingis, everybody assumes, presumes, is projecting. Brad Stevens made this trade to put the Celtics over the top. It wasn't a trade away of Marcus Smart. It was a trade for Porzingis. Great point that we have to keep. Yes, we have to keep reminding people it was a trade for Porzingis, a player Brad Stevens has coveted for damn near a half decade. He finally lands his great white seven foot three whale. Because if this was because there were people when the season ended and there was so much theorization and speculation of what or speculation. Take out I the think, you know what, actually, you kind of wiggied that one. I'm going to allow it because it was fun for this hour. Okay. <laughs> speculation. <laughs> but the, people were thinking, oh, to, to shake it up, the way to shake it up is to trade Marcus Smart. So now I think some of those people are thinking, oh, Brad agreed with me. He shook it up. No, no, no. He was trading Brogdon for Porzingis. Couldn't do that deal because of the health reasons. So he had to pivot. If he pivoted to another trade for Marcus Smart, if he had been the original for Brzingis and then they didn't want to do it and he pivoted and traded Marcus Smart for insert different player name here, then it would have been a Marcus Smart trade. This mm-hmm. is a Porzingis trade where unfortunately, as Brad said, like you have to give up a good player. And this is a key player to the Celtics over the last nine years. But mm-hmm. he brings in Porzingis because he believes this puts him over the top. Over the top starts, Joe Missoula, doesn't start in October, November, December. January, February, you're going to play months of, and I hate to be disrespectful because I hate when people do this, meaningless basketball. The basketball starts meaning something when you get into the postseason, whatever you are. And there may be some ups and downs along the way. There may be some struggle, like whatever. They're the three seed. Can they get to the two seed? Ooh, they fell to the four seed, whatever. All of that will be debated and analyzed even on places like breaking boston and fitzy and hart we'll talk about it in the moment but the reality is it's the final exam that's going to matter when do you reach that final exam and eastern conference finals like that's a tough spot to say i'm bringing in this guy porzingis who i like but Mm -hmm. he is he is currently rated uh by most metric standards and judgments as a good player who can be very good yet has never truly become great and people at now three other organizations this point is career he's a journeyman yeah he's on his eighth he's on his fourth team in eight seasons like like, this guy is good he has never been great he has never been afraid he may maybe anointing him franchise savior for multiple organizations was too much now he wasn't going to be the franchise savior in dallas he was supposed to be the two to lucas one didn't really work out he was the two three which is which is great because or potentially could be great because maybe this is how he was best suited. Maybe this is where he will fit in the best when he has even less pressure because it is clearly on the medal stand on the power rankings, the totem pole. It is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and now Kristaps Porzingis. And so maybe by not having that much pressure on him or less pressure, he'll be able to perform better. The pressure, though, on this team. You know, as we said, let's go back to our rankings from Sunday as we continue to carry into this topic are squarely on Joe Missoula. Like, I don't care that you don't have the resume of Bill Belichick, whose seasons used to begin in the AFC, maybe the divisional round, usually the AFC championship. I don't Brad Stevens. His seasons used to begin in the middle of the playoffs as well. I don't care 
You don't have Francona's resume, any, any other championship caliber resume in Boston. You are in your second season. You really, in most estimations, weren't even qualified to be a head coach last no. year, but you got thrust into the role. And now in your second season, as you're still trying to figure out where everything is, who everyone is, and how, and how your philosophy can adapt to the talent you have, you have been gifted probably the best roster possible absolutely possible for his style and his scheme. So yeah, you're under a ton of pressure this year. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick used to perform under that same pressure each and every season. You know what Tom Brady made it look effortless. Mm -hmm. He made it, he made greatness. He made accomplishment. He made fulfilling his promise and potential each and every season look effortless. Last season, Joe Missoula made late game substitutions and basic NBA coaching 101 look difficult. So how he's going to be able to, over time, overcome that, adapt? Is it going to be the addition of his new coaching bench, Andy? Is it going to just be time, maturation, age? Who knows? But he has a ton of pressure on him to perform this season. And if they, I don't care if they go, you know, if they win five fewer games, but if they get back to where they were last year and beyond, great. If they win 63 games and they're a first round out, bye. See ya. And the other aspect of this that is different, you mentioned Brady, under pressure but performed under pressure. And you know what he also got? Credit. He got credit, whereas Joe Mazzulla, not only does he not have the cachet, the resume, or the greatness of Brady and Mahomes, and he's still expected to begin his season in the Eastern Conference Finals, if it works, the credit will go to Brad Stevens for the trade that shook up the roster. Mm -hmm. The credit will go to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis for mm -hmm. the players getting the job done, coming together, finding a chemistry, blah, 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 blah. He will not get the credit. But if it falls apart, you know who's getting the blame on the top of the list? Joe Missoula. And that's a shh. I'm not going to say it. Lousy. It's a crappy pos position to be in where you know if you do your job really well, you won't get the credit. But mm -hmm. if anything goes wrong, which may or may not be your fault, mm -hmm. you're going to get the blame. Like if Tatum gags, let's just say second round of the playoffs, Tatum pulls another Tatum. You know what he does where oh, he just, fails just, to just show disappears. up. Disappears. You know who's going to get the, the blame? Not Tatum. No one ever wants to blame Tatum. It'll be Joe Missoula. What happened? Maybe Jalen Brown too. Maybe but... Jalen Brown because people like to, to rip on him. But that's a tough situation to be in as Joe Missoula. You have all the pressure in Boston. We've talked about it. He's in the top four of mm -hmm. most pressure-feeling Boston athletes and managers. Could technically, of the four, one for each team between Montgomery, Mac Jones, uh, Bloom, and Joe Mazzula. He could be, I don't know, like, the, I, I, it's hard one to say or two. exactly. It's, like, it's him and Mac, one and two, because their careers are on the line. I right. firmly believe, because you said Joe Mazzula doesn't have the resume to measure up to any of the coaches. He doesn't have the resume for the job he's in, and that's not meant to be a shot or disrespectful. It's just the reality of his career evolution and the timeline with Ime Udoka and how he kind of mm -hmm. got rushed and pushed. But if he falls on his face, I don't know how many people are going to be lining up to give him another job. Just like if Mac Jones falls on his face this year, people are going to say, well, you had Bill O'Brien. You had pretty good offensive weapons. Like there was a good dip. How come you couldn't? You know what? Maybe you're a backup quarterback. You're a journeyman now. Joe Missoula, you had two All-NBA players and they gave you a Porzingis who's a unicorn. You couldn't win with that? Huh. Joe Missoula, maybe you're a... Uh, Maybe you're a bench player now. You're a you're a, a second assistant, third assistant, or maybe a low level college basketball coach. So, Missoula and Mac, their careers could be on the line this year. You know what the difference is though? Missoula's career is on the line. He has to win 
He has to go to the Eastern Conference Finals for it to be considered success. Mac, if Mac goes to the playoffs and plays well, people are going to be lauding Massive Mac. dub. Yeah. Massive dub. So if, Missoula, I think, has the most mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah, and if Mac Jones, it's I, I think it's a fair assessment. If Mac Jones performs adequately to well, if not spectacularly, like Herc Herbstreit thinks he will this season, he's exonerated. He's in the free yep. and clear career back on track. If he doesn't, I would like to welcome you to um, – the backup uh, lounge where people like Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford, Chase Daniel, some have actually made a nice living over there. But that is certainly not what a first-round Alabama quarterback who once was thought to be one of the upper elite prospects of the NFL should be doing. I don't know what my expectations or the pedigree. Like, I literally still don't know what I think of Joe Missoula overall. Did I like what I saw last year? Not really. But then again, you have to pull back and remember – wow, this guy really was thrust into the middle of it. It was someone else's bench, someone else's team. He didn't have any chance to work with the president of basketball operations uh, in the architecture and construction of the team. Now they're going to round out his, they've rounded out his coaching bench. They're going to round out the actual playing bench. And they gave him somebody who can be an offensive matchup nightmare and complement his two stars, his two top 20, his two all NBA players very well. Joe Missoula, you deserve to be under the most pressure this season. Yes, I agree with you, Andy. I love this working theory. Joe Missoula, your season technically starts in October, but unless we're talking come after Easter, late April and May about what Joe Missoula has been able to accomplish this season, then it don't mean squat. How about that for a breaking Boston to start your Monday? Go ahead. Feel free to work that one around with your friends around the bar rooms the barrages, the breweries, and more, wherever you like to talk Boston sports with your friends, say, hey, I heard Andy Hart had this theory. Fitzy and Hart were workshopping this thing about Joe Missoula, how he's sort of like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You'll probably hear it again tonight as we fill in for Rich Keefe on the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI and beyond, (laughs) to which I say, folks, you're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. This is Breaking Boston for Monday, June 26, 2023. Agree, disagree with our takes. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY, and this is found via at WEEI. Joe Mazzuller, you, my friend, are under pressure, and you are on the clock.